everybody. Hi. It's Taylor and Mentor Mama. Uh, sorry. I think she wants to say her name. Go ahead. No. It's okay. It's Mentor Mama. It's Mentor Mama. And we are back with the Coffee Bible Time podcast. Um, and this month we are going to be doing a theme, the month of love. Yes, you can guess why. Valentine's Day. How has that holiday been for you? Good? sporadically throughout my life. Yeah, I would say um, it's been pretty uneventful my whole life, although I did get a great pair of slippers last year from you, so thank you for that. Um, my mom is my main valentine. Anyway, so yes, quick little quick little recap here. Uh, we usually come out with podcasts every Monday. Granted, this might be coming out on a Tuesday, but you get the gist. Mostly Mondays early in the morning, so you can listen to us on your way to work or school or nowhere. So today we're going to be talking about the five love languages. And I'm pretty sure the only reason why I know this is because my mom got into it first. Yes, I was exposed to it at church somewhere. No, that makes sense because um, that makes sense because Gary Chapman's a Christian author. Yeah, published through Moody. I can't even remember exactly. Intended for Christian couples, although it did blow up. I think it sold like more than ten million copies. Ten million copies or fifty million copies, something huge, and it's still popular today. Um, well, and there's other variations now. Understanding the five love languages of your kids. Oh. They have, like, specific additions, too. Oh, that you know, that's smart. That's a smart business move. Anyways, so, you guys, if you aren't familiar with the five love languages, uh, these are them. Touch, acts of service, time, spending time with each other. What is what is that one specifically? Time is uh, quality time. Quality, quality time. Quality time is more what you hear. Words of affirmation and giving and receiving gifts. Love them. Love them all. Um, so I wanted to start off by reading this little snippet of something that I found on the internet of, you know, where does the five love languages possibly go wrong and how can you use them to best help your relationships with your family, your relationships with your loved ones, your friends, your dog? Not really. <laughs> Anyways, here it is. The self-focused way of discussing the love languages is very different from what the concepts inventor Gary Chapman intended. As the idea has grown ever more ingrained into the popular consciousness and ever more disconnected from the text that introduced it, Chapman's consistent urging toward learning other people's love languages and modifying one's own behavior accordingly has been de-emphasized. In its place has emerged a notion that the point of knowing your love language is to find a partner with the same one or to request that others learn to speak it. And as a result, at least according to some researchers, the real value of love languages as a relationship tool may be getting lost in a large-scale cultural game of telephone. Very interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think I had been thinking about that subconsciously over the years about how easy it is to get so excited about like, oh, that totally makes sense. This is totally my love language. And then just telling everyone, this is my love language. This is my love languages. And then just expecting that 
from that, they're going to start to learn to speak your love language without you actually being intentional about learning somebody else's. Because apparently the key to Gary Chapman's book, um, in the first chapter, he says, we cannot rely on our own native tongue if our spouse or, you know, friend does not understand it. If we want them to feel the love we are trying to communicate, we must express it in their primary love language. Yes, that's critical. That's critical. It's about the other person. Right. And I think what our natural tendency is to give out what we like best. Yes. I agree. And you know what? I feel like a way that this is kind of uh, obvious for me or not obvious. I think something that I like to do is I like to encourage people. Um, it's probably not my top primary one, but I do like to give words of affirmation occasionally. It's really not one of my top ones. But for my mom, her love language is not words of affirmation. No. And I will say something like all the time I say to her, you're the best mom in the world, or I don't know where I'd be without you, all these things. And I can tell that that like she appreciates it, but... It's not her love language, and so it's not the most meaningful. Right. But if you come sit next to me on the sofa and we watch a show or something, I feel really loved. I know. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, maybe we should say what ours is. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. Um, And you know what? Since Ashley's not here, hi, Ashley. Yes, we will say what your love language is. Um, But anyways, my love language is... Top one is, uh, also it depends on who I'm with. It depends on who I'm with because there's people that I, there's people that I love. Like I love everybody, but there are certain people that I are more like love in a friendship or an acquaintance type way. And so they don't qualify for my top love language. So my top love language, which is a rare one, is spending time. And the reason why I say it's rare is because I only love spending time or I need quality time with my mom and my sister. I love quality time. Like Ashley can attest to it. I'm always trying to spend time with her like constantly in every way possible. I'm like a really needy cat, a Siamese cat <laughs> if you have one. And that's not Ashley's love language is quality time. Like oh. she likes to fill her time with things to do. So it's mm-hmm. hard for her to receive it in that way, which I, you know, like I said earlier, it's easier for me to just expect her to learn my love language and then give me all the love in the world that way. But equally top, possibly more is touch. Uh, cause I'm the same way as my mom. Like, oh, I'll maybe want to sit on the sofa next to you. Or like if I'm sitting next to somebody, chances are I'm not sitting three feet away. I'm sitting like right next to you. You know? Yeah. Or holding your hand or right. giving hugs. I'm a big hugger. But it also depends on who I'm with because I'm not a hugger with just anybody. Like, I don't love giving hugs to people in the church lobby. I'm, like, mainly just hugging, I guess, the people that I really know and am close to, which could also just be a personal thing. Yeah. I think that's fair. Because I have physical touch also, and I will, though, hug people in the lobby, but Usually, it's people I know. Um, yeah, and, and which that I, makes sense. Yeah, so that's just how I like to show people that I love them. You go ahead. Now, what's your top one, though? Okay, so definitely touch um, is really important. Um, I 
I think it's possible. And I think in the book, he does say that you can have multiple ones. Mm -hmm. So really, um, I love spending quality time together. And I found out lately that two acts of service, like, makes me feel loved. Like yesterday, um, dad changed my steering fluid. Wait, you need to, they don't know who dad is. Is it your husband or is it your dad? My husband, okay. your dad. Yeah. Um, so, yes, my husband um, put in steering fluid in my car, and I didn't even ask him to. He's like, did you notice this little noise? And I'm like, uh, maybe. I was like, I did. Are you kidding me? I heard that noise. I heard that noise three weeks ago. Oh, dear. Um, so, anyway, he just changed it, and it made me feel so loved. Like, I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um also, when we do the dishes or if we make a meal for you, then it's like you oh, really yes. appreciate it. Yes. I can tell that. Yes, I do. But like you said, not words of affirmation. And I do like to receive gifts, but usually it's just things that you I would, specifically I, want. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, it's inter- it's interesting that you say that because I remember I was in a small group once at my chi- at my my sisters, my sister's crossroads. I don't even know if it's called crossroads, but anyways, she is she has a small group, and one of the girls was talking about their love language and how like it's gifts and receiving gifts and how the littlest thing is like makes her day. Like somebody could write down, um, or somebody could give her like a sticky note with like. Uh, hard on it or like something like silly but just as long as they give her something that she didn't expect it's like so groundbreaking like just loves it and I was like if somebody gave me like a rock or seashell that they picked up from Florida or something I'd probably be like oh thanks but I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yeah and I'm also not the type of person to keep like a box of like things that people have given me usually it's like if somebody gives me something I want to serve a function or a purpose Mm -hmm. like you gave me slippers for Valentine's Day last year you know because I'm single I'm single and my mom gives me Valentine's Day gifts it's really really nice (laughs) she got me slippers and I probably wear those slippers five times a week um inside outside in public not in public um yeah it just meant a lot to me but I also feel like I might be a gifts person just because like I look forward to the holidays that I know I'm gonna get gifts like really severely like I get so excited like Valentine's Day, even though it's a small thing I get so excited just knowing that I'm gonna get something I think you're trying to make a hint well, like, Mom, don't forget. Valentine's okay. Day is coming up. I've oh. made more than a few hits. <laughs> <laughs> Not even outside of this podcast, but yes, outside of this podcast. Um, yeah. Valentine's Day, um, like, school parties as a kid when I knew that we had a school party and you'd get a little something. Oh, my goodness. So excited. Um, Christmas, another great one. Easter? Easter baskets? Are you kidding me? Like, as a kid, an Easter basket was, like, groundbreaking monumental when you had to run and find it oh, oh yeah. my that was great I had jesus so is risen hiding yeah yeah hiding and making the baskets were really cute mm-hmm. which also is kind of a little bit of an act of service could be giving gifts kind of be like an act of oh. service because you love like doing things like that like yeah. making the christmas gifts Sometimes to people those two are rolled into one because i think you know, like you said, we we give gift baskets 
some of our um, family and friends at Christmas and we are like, we're making like six or eight different yeah. recipes and then we're yeah. putting it all together cute. Yeah. And that's an act of service towards them. Yeah. But it's also a gift. So maybe gift giving people combined with acts of service, people give gifts that are more homemade and handmade, whereas maybe just a regular gifts person would see something at a store and pick it up and give it to someone. I like mm. to give gifts too. I know you do. You're I really do. good at it. I, here's the thing. I am an analyzer, okay? And I just feel like sometimes I, when I get to know people, I feel like I understand them and I know what they'd like. And that's not always true, but... Most of the time, I feel like I understand people pretty well and can get them more personalized gifts that mean something. Like just the other day, I was helping Ashley get a gift for one of her friends. Like she's like, oh, I'm just going to get them like, I think I'm just going to get them like a bag of Skittles for their birthday. I was like, Ashley, 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 let me help you. You need to get them this specific type of candy because remember this instance that happened a few weeks ago where they got you a similar type of candy? See, there's a connection. You need to make this connection and then it'll be so much more meaningful because then they'll know that you recognize that they got you that gift and this, this, that. It's like the matrix, okay? You make a million different connections and it all comes together <laughs> in a gift. But um, you know what? I feel like part of the reason why we wanted to film this podcast is, you know, if you haven't done the love languages or if you have, it's important to do the switch like we talked about of trying to focus on the other person's love language because mm-hmm. it really helps to improve the relationships within the family, within the relationship dynamic so that you're bringing more joy into the relationship with the other person. Yes. And I was going to say, we really didn't talk that much about words of affirmation because mm. they're not mine or yours. Yeah. But Ashley's is words of affirmation. Wait, I meant to say Ashley that. Ashley and your dad, yes. my husband, and also our son, too. He yeah. told me the other day because I asked him what oh, he thought his was. Oh, really? And he said the same thing, touch, but depends on who it is. Yes. And then he said words of affirmation are really important. So... That's true. And you know what, with words of affirmation for Ashley, even just, I mean, like saying something for her is really important, but even if I don't say something, that can be hurtful. Yes. Like sometimes Ooh, like yes. Ashley loves painting or doing art or X, Y, Z. So she'll paint something and maybe she'll leave it on the counter or she'll be sitting next to it and I'll walk past it. And in my head, I'm thinking, wow, that's just beautiful, but I don't say anything. She'll be like, you didn't say anything about my artwork. And I'll be like, oh, I was thinking that it was beautiful. She's like, well, you didn't say it, so you must not really mean it. And like it just spirals into this thing of like basically her trying to convey to me that it's really important that I give her words of affirmation. And it is, I feel like that's the perfect way to say it. It's affirmation. They need to be affirmed. Exactly. Even with like her outfits, like if I don't say something about her outfit, She'll probably go upstairs and change into a different outfit until I say something. (laughs) And I think the one thing that's really helpful about learning, like, a family member's love language is the fact that since you don't necessarily normally give that out, 
I have to like force myself to yes. be thinking of things that I wouldn't normally think of. Yes. So, and I would say for both of us, the hardest one is words of affirmation. It is. It's, it, it it's hard. It, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be hard. And like you said, a lot of times I'm thinking of it, but I just don't yeah. say it. Like dad plays the guitar so amazing. He's yeah. so talented. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I just enjoy listening to him playing, and I don't might not necessarily say it anything. Yeah. So now, like ever since I learned this, which has been several years, many years actually, I, I've tried to like yeah switch that around. Right, like actually saying right. what I'm thinking. Right, and um, so I printed out this like sheet of paper <laughs> from a website, um, and it tells you ways that you can help. Like creative ways that you can give um, somebody their love language or try to, you know, be more loving and affectionate in the way that they receive it best. So for words of affirmation, this is some ideas that they gave. If you know somebody with words of affirmation and you are struggling, this is for you. So something that you might want to do is leave notes on the bathroom mirror, which interestingly enough, I know that Ashley leaves notes on the mirror for, for mirror for herself. herself. <laughs> she literally gives Whoa. words of affirmation for herself. That's how you know it's her top one. Love you, Ashley. I'll try to do that more. But anyways, that's a really cute one. I thought leaving like a little note for them here or there. And you know what? Actually, for your birthday or for something, I left notes all over the house. Oh my goodness. About things that that I love about you. That was so sweet. (laughs) I cherished and I picked up all the notes and I put them in my drawer so that I could see them. See, but that's an interesting thing is like, I'm really not a words person, but I know. I guess. But it was so thoughtful. Yeah. Because you put one on the coffee maker. Oh, I put it on all the places that she, you know, by her pens, the coffee maker, the fridge. Did I put one in the chocolate cabinet? Because I should (laughs) have. You probably have two in there. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Anyways, and then another um, idea that they give you for words of affirmation is to create a video and send it to them sharing all the things that you love about them. Wait, Tay, did you just tell everybody we have an entire chocolate cabinet? <laughs> I did, I did. Oh. Um, yeah. And you know what? Okay, it's just a shelf in one. It's a yeah. shelf in one cabinet <laughs> in a little tiny bucket. But it is but really it is. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chocolate stash. After we came back from Germany, oh <gasps> baby, that thing was loaded. Oh my And it didn't goodness. last long. Those Hlitesport? Oh my Ritter Sport okay, chocolate. Yeah, we oh, went to the Ritter my- Sport factory. Where they actually make yeah. it. It's their only location that they only make location. it. Only location. And you could buy every flavor that flavor they have. On planet. And some of them are only located in Germany or possibly Europe, and you can't get them in America. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my, they had a big discount room we, filled yeah. with stuff. Mystery chocolate bags. Let's just say. We almost we s- needed a whole suitcase just for the chocolate. That's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> our our carry-on luggages, like all of us, were just filled with food. Okay. Okay. We no got, regrets. We, we oh, regrets. Um, okay. So yeah, those are some things that you can do there. Um, acts of service. So now, what they say in acts of service is more geared towards family, I think. Um, but they say you can take out the trash, make someone's bed, um, do someone's laundry. Um, make the lunch for that day, um, but just simple things that maybe you, the other person is used to doing every single day, but they would really appreciate it if someone yeah. would give them a hand. 
And I can speak to that just because, like, sometimes dad will, like, randomly volunteer to clean up the kitchen, which yeah. normally one of us is doing. Yeah. And so sweet. And he always takes out the trash. Mm-hmm. And something that I normally don't do is, well, sometimes I do, but, like, make the lunch. But when I make the lunch, I think you really <gasps> appreciate it. Or yes. if I make your or breakfast. Dinner. dinner. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love any of those. Okay. (laughs) If it involves food. Anyway, so the next uh, category is receiving gifts. And it talks about, um, you know, the importance of just being on top of gifts on every holiday. So Christmas, birthdays, Mother's Day, um, any holiday that you can receive a gift. um, And to just make sure you mark it on your calendar so that you actually remember to do that for somebody. Um, And it also says that for somebody, it might be just simply getting flowers delivered to their door, Mm -hmm. something random. And here's the thing, that actually is probably one of my big ones that I like to do. I think my receiving and giving love languages might be different because I think I like to receive quality time or maybe I like to give quality time to certain people. Uh, I think I like to receive it. I think both. I think both. Well, I think it's both if you have one. But for instance, for me, actually, probably is I like to give touch. So, like, I like to give hugs. But maybe um, receiving, I like to have quality time. Or, like, well, you like one more than you like others. But one of the things for me is I don't necessarily love, 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 love getting gifts, especially if it's not something that serves a purpose or that I really want. But I do love to give gifts, even if it doesn't have a purpose. You find joy in that. I find joy. Like Mm -hmm. the other day I was shopping um, and I found this purse and I was thinking, because, you know, I'm Ashley's um, style wardrobe coordinator, about how she doesn't have a purse that isn't um, eight years old and from Target. So I was like, was that a roast? Yeah. I, I love Target. Oh, here's the thing. I love Target bags, too. I mean, I love everything from Target. But what I'm saying is Target is not necessarily the best quality, and it was really old. Okay. I got a purse from there, Okay. Tay. Like, I think I've had it for a year now, and it is the best purse I've ever had. Like, it shows nowhere. It's amazing. <laughs> I think I better find the link. Come back on podcast <laughs> five years from now and tell me if you think the same thing. Anyway, so I got her. I was shopping and I found this purse. And I was like, oh, my. She needs it. The detail. It had like a cute little bow on it. I was like, okay, she needs this. So I bought it for her. I got it in the mail. thought it was so darn cute. I almost kept it for myself. I had a confession moment with her. I was like, Ashley, I think I need to keep this purse, but I really got it for you. She saw the purse, died, and went to heaven. And then, like, two days later, I was like, Ashley, the Lord convicted me. You need this purse because <laughs> I got it for you. And I almost kept it. Very slightly embarrassing moment for myself. Um, but I gave it to her. She uses it at school. Looks so darn cute with her. But I just get so much joy from, like, buying random things for people. But also, it ha- it's random. I'm not a consistent gift giver. It's just when I see it in the moment and mm-hmm. I know that they mm-hmm. would like it. And I think people who like to receive gifts also do like the random. Because one time yeah. you just randomly bought me a bracelet. Oh, I know. When I was on a my way home from. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There's this cute little boutique um, 
like that's kind of close to our house but anyways I was around the area and I just went in there and I saw this cross bracelet well here's the thing I was just looking in there for um I was like I want to give a gift to my mom and I didn't know what I wanted to give her but then I thought about it I was like she loves cross bracelets you guys are probably getting so bored (gasps) anyways I got her a cross bracelet let's end it there um so next one quality time um the reason I'm just gonna say a few because I feel like they um relate to us but it says spending time together doesn't have to cost a ton of money for mm-hmm. fancy dinners or trips. Just turn on the TV and watch a show together. <laughs> um, it says that Netflix is a good one. Take a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't really give a lot of information, but we do like to. I feel like those are our biggest ones, honestly, yeah. is taking a walk when it's the summertime and then sitting and watching a show together. Or go, we love to go to a coffee shop. Oh and just boy! Oh have a coffee boy! And yes, call. and you know what? Doing groceries, and playing games, playing games, and doing groceries together. It's literally just doing errands. Yeah, yeah. Me and my mom are pretty similar in that way. We don't really like to go places alone, and it also could be because it's a good time to recharge with quality time. Yes. Um. Anyways, last one: physical touch. This is um, honestly extremely cringy. It says um. Apparently, this is the part of the five love languages that the men start saying a loud amen to the ladies. It might not always be easy, but just like you may feel most love when he tackles some of the house chores for you, he feels most love when you spice it up behind closed doors. Oh, dear. (laughs) I think I just vomited in my mouth a little. All right. That doesn't apply to me. But I just like simple hugs. Yeah. Sitting. Well, I I guess that's quality time. No, you love hugs and touching. You're always holding hands and yeah, things like that. But this touch, I think it's not only just sexual. Yeah, that's what touching. I was thinking. It and is. I feel like that's something that's awkward is when people ask you what your love language is and you say touch, they kind of look at you like, okay, she's a lamb in the kitchen, but she's a tiger in the... <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote from my Big Fat Creek Wedding. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. think it's like... You think they think you're automatically talking about sexual things, and you're like, actually, I maybe just prefer a hug here or there. I actually did. This was something we talked about in my mom's group once. Can you believe this? I don't know how this came up, but we were talking about how important it is if that is your husband's love language that you, unless there's some, you know, amazing reason why you shouldn't, that. You should participate. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's an important part of marriage. Granted, I can't give you any advice because I've <laughs> never been married. You're the only one that's been married that's been on our podcast. This is getting a little awkward. Hey? Yeah, especially because you're my mother. So maybe we'll cut it off here. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you got some ideas for the love languages. And you know what? There are more research that you can do. Those were great websites that I used. Um, but yeah, just look it up. Get some ideas. Um, we make podcasts every Monday. And we'll see you in our next little ditty. Have fun. Great to talk to you guys.